0: You are listening to Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime. I'm Bree. I'm Wayne. And we're going to talk about some spooky shit today, not gnarly.
1: Uh, I guess it's spooky. Some spook spook. It's not really spooky.
0: I think so. What would you call it then? Mystery. We're going to talk about a mystery? Alright, I like that. (laughs) We're going to talk about Bigfoot. That is our uh, theme today.
1: Brie's going to talk about Bigfoot.
0: I thought you had some stuff too, don't you? No. No? I didn't do anything. Oh.
1: Yeah, so it's all Brie. So I'm just going to go to bed now and you talk and have a good night. Bye. I hate you. No, I got nuts. (laughs) Some stuff, just sightings.
0: Okay, well, that'll be good. We're both really tired and really jet lagged. I did want to talk about our time in Thailand for a little bit because we were gone for two weeks without an episode. So we had a little uh, break in there. But Yay. It was really nice. Um, the Beijing airport
1: it was crazy. I got to smoke a cigarette in the bathroom in Beijing. How
0: did you smoke the cigarette in the bathroom, though?
1: Because there's a gentleman that worked bathrooms and he had a lighter so i asked him for a lighter
0: (laughs) they take all of your lighters when you go through customs in beijing so you can't have matches or lighters or anything of any sort and they also don't sell them and there's no smoking on the premises and we would have to do a whole bunch of crazy shit if we would have like left beijing customs and then come back yeah so, lucky motherfucker, got to smoke a cigarette in the bathroom and I was just fiending the entire time watching Orange is the New Black on my cell phone.
1: Good time. <laughs> Good old nine hour layover.
0: Oh, God. It was, it turned into like an eight and a half hour layover because our flight was a little bit delayed. Uh, it wasn't too bad, but the, <sighs> okay, the Beijing airport is freezing cold. I've heard that employees will wake you up if you're sleeping. And I was sitting next to a charger, and Wade walked up to me and went to sit down on the other side to plug his phone in because he had gone, I think, to smoke a cigarette. And a lady came up and started speaking Chinese and pointing at him and, like, telling him to move over. So we were just so exhausted at that point that he was like, okay, whatever, and sat next to me, and I just plugged his phone in over my lap. And I'm sitting there watching my phone, and the lady starts talking to me in Chinese I can see her on the side of me and I'm just ignoring her because I'm like I can't communicate with you I don't know what you want you've already been pushy like fuck off then she starts pulling the charger out of my lap and showing me like her power pack and I just like looked at her and didn't say anything and grabbed my charger back and put it back on my lap and continued to watch and then she took it out of my lap again and I had to look at her and point at her and be like no like stop
1: no no Yelled at her, like, yell at a dog. Uh,
0: She's like, oh, sorry, 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 and then didn't do anything else. Everybody's so pushy, I hated it. I never want to do a layover in Beijing ever again. (laughs) I'm done. It was bad. Um, The cigarettes in Thailand. You want to talk about those?
1: I guess. They're cheaper. They're only five bucks a pack.
0: But what do they look like?
1: (laughs) They... Instead of advertising, like, you know, warning, sur- or sur- surgeon general warning, you know, smoking cause cancer, shit like that on packs, they go ahead and put, like, autopsy photos of black lung and other shit that's fucked up that associates with smoking cigarettes, so that's their advertisement, like, hey, if you smoke, this is what you're going to look like.
0: Like, literally a dying baby on one of them.
1: Yep, and then an autopsy photo of a guy who has his chest cut open and his lungs are all black and...
0: I mean, they took, like, a pizza-shaped chunk out of this guy and exposed his lungs, and they're just all black, and he's, like, on the autopsy table, and you're just opening the pack to smoke a cigarette, and you're like, fuck. Gnarly. <laughs> and in the 7 where we would buy cigarettes, they had, like, little placards covering all the packs of cigarettes, so people didn't have to look at them when they walked up to buy them. So I just thought that was interesting. Um we, Still a
1: good marble red cigarette, though.
0: I mean, it's the same shit. Yeah. And cheaper. We ran into a dude on Koh Samoy. It's also called Koh Larn, the island we went to. And we were walking down the street. What time was it? Like,
1: um, it was already like midnight. Okay. 11 o'clock midnight.
0: So we're just walking, and he's like, hey, do you guys speak English? Speaking really good English. And we're like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, I just I fell off the boat I was on and had to swim here. And Wade and I just, like, looked at each other and we're like, okay. I was like, do you want to use my cell phone to call somebody, to call your friends? He's like, nah, they don't they don't really care. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> it was really, it was weird. Because we were probably, like, a 30-minute boat ride from Pattaya City. Pattaya. Uh, Pattaya City. And, it, yeah, this dude was just no shirt on he wasn't really wet either and he said that he had to swim to shore and i was like you drug trafficker
0: yeah it was it was strange and then he we pointed him in the direction of a jet ski rental and mind you it's like midnight he's like i'm gonna go talk to these guys we're like okay
1: Bree said that he saw her He saw him the next day though
0: yeah i don't think he got off the island for a while maybe he caught the ferry Sure. and speaking of pataya city that place smells like incense and piss it is the weirdest fucking place yeah, it is. It's crazy and it's fun, but it's.
1: It's a Las Vegas strip of Thailand.
0: It is crazier than Las Vegas. Well, yeah. It's like New Orleans and Las Vegas and Thai bullshit all wrapped up into one. Uh-huh. It was cool, though. I enjoyed it. Um, also, we went to an elephant jungle sanctuary. If you follow us on social media, you saw that. Yes. On our personal accounts, though. Yeah. We, we should post it on the. Uh, podcast webpage, just so other people can see it. So we got to feed sweet baby elephants that have been taken from, like, places where they have to be ridden or where they're in shows and they're abused and they're taken to this place. And then we get to feed them treats. And then we walk them down to the mud and we spread mud all over them and give them a mud bath. And then we put them in the big swimming pool and we wash them off and we brush them. And then we feed them more stuff and give them more lovin's. And they fed us, like, a great meal. I don't know, that was the best part for me. The meal? No, going (laughs) there. The meal for you, though, huh? No. (laughs) It was good.
1: It was good, yeah, but the whole experience was the best part.
0: It was pretty amazing. We also went to the Museum of Death.
1: Yeah, that was a trip.
0: I loved it. I thought it was so cool.
1: It was, but just all that shit that was... Preserved was a little preserved.
0: <laughs> preserved, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it was really cool. I wanted to go there since I was a little kid. I would have taken pictures, but it wasn't allowed. But basically, it's like a there's a big hospital in Bangkok where we had landed initially. And this museum is off of that hospital, and they take specimens from that hospital. So they had like, preserved fetuses, preserved body parts from different injuries or diseases or deformities. Like, it was cool. My my favorite thing was seeing all the pictures where it was, like, you know, fatal knife wound to the head, and then it had, like, autopsy photos and pictures.
1: They even had the, you know... The affected part from the stab wound too, and like showing you the area that was affected and how the knife came in, and it was pretty crazy.
0: They had like a plastic skulls and yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a trip. I'm glad we went, and it was everything was so cheap. It was all cheap. It was so awesome. Um, Also, people in Thailand are amazing. They are so nice. When we were at that Elephant Sanctuary, we asked to buy a pack of cigarettes because they had a little store. And did they sell them or he was just yeah, out? Yeah,
1: no, they sold them. They were just out of what we wanted.
0: So he rode down to the little liquor store on the corner and got them for us. Mm-hmm. And then when we were eating at a place in uh, uh we yeah. Yai, we were at a little restaurant and we ordered Jack Daniels, drank that little bottle they had, ordered some more... So they were like, do you mind waiting a few minutes? We can take the car and drive up and buy you some more because we're in the middle of fucking nowhere up there. And they drove up there, asked us what size bottle we wanted and shit, and bought whiskey for us so we could buy it from them. But still.
1: Still. That was awesome.
0: It was super, super nice.
1: Great hospitality. Yeah. And every check, every time you get the check, they stand there and wait. Like, they hand you the check and they stand there and wait for you to pay. And then... It's always a quick transaction. Yeah, you don't have
0: to wait for them to come back. and
1: Yeah, give you your change or anything like that. They're on top of it.
0: So what was your favorite part? Was it the elephant sanctuary or was it the beach?
1: The beach, the island was my favorite. Zipping around on the scooters, going to the beach, going to do different things. It was fun.
0: It really was fun. All right, let's talk about Mr. Bigfoot.
1: Mr. Bigfoot.
0: Mr. Bigfoot. It has nothing to do with true crime, but... It's our fucking podcast.
1: Yeah, so fuck off. We're talking about Sasquatch.
0: (laughs) It's going to be really interesting if you're into that kind of thing, which I definitely am. Um, Generally speaking, in North America folklore, Sasquatch is described as an upright, walking, bipedal, ape-like creature uh, covered in fur, either like black, brown, or reddish color. And they are said to be extremely hairy forest dwellers. Wade you gotta stop scaring people in the woods
1: thanks Oh <laughs> my gorilla suit uh,
0: yes bigfoot is often presented as the quote like missing link between apes and current homo sapiens uh, through the you know evolution process <laughs> <laughs> they are said to be massive creatures with a gigantic footprint folklorist which I didn't know that was a thing did you yeah you can be a folklorist I want to be that.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, So they trace this larger-than-life creature to a combination of sources and factors. Some of these include folklore surrounding the European wild man figure, folklore among the Native Americans and loggers, and a cultural increase in environmental concerns, which I didn't realize this was a fable among loggers, but it is.
1: You know, a lot of logging roads and shit like that.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Um, most mainstream scientists have discounted this theory of, you know, Bigfoot, which is fine. They have the right to the wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> if these creatures do exist, and they do, they are said to be between 6 and 9 feet tall. I have a conviction. I feel like it's not doesn't have to be exactly what people are saying, but there's something out there.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there is something out there.
0: Their footprints are said to be between 24 inches and 18 inches wide. Um, Now let's talk about some Sasquatch history. The legend of Bigfoot predates the name Bigfoot. The details of Bigfoot differ regionally and even differ between like separate families within the same community. So it's kind of a changing folklore. Most cultures have an account of a larger-than-life human-like figure in their folklore. Each language has their own name for this creature as well usually along the lines of wild man, ape man, or hairy man. Other names for the creature can describe its habits, such as tree shaking or eating clams. I like clams too. Oh. <laughs> Members of the Native American Lumi tribe have extremely similar descriptions of what their version of Bigfoot you know, appears or looks like, but there are variations among different families on the creature's um, like daily activities and things like that. So they kind of make up their own story in that sense. Among different Native American tribes, a more menacing version of the creature is told. Some tribes describe Bigfoot as being cannibalistic or carrying off humans to kill them, which is terrifying. About a third of all Sasquatch sightings are located in the Pacific Northwest, which I kind of knew that.
1: Well, actually, uh, Washington State has the most sightings. Really? Yes, they have like over 2,000 sightings in Washington, and California follows in the, you know, second place.
0: I knew California was definitely a hot spot, which I'll get into too in my notes a little bit.
1: Yeah, so there's actually 2,032 sightings, and counting, of the, uh, in Washington state, and then in California there are 1,697, and that's the. Yeah, you know, they're the second large or most sightings was in California, and then there's a lot in, actually, like New York, and I think it is where else was it? Michigan.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, as well as Oregon and some in Texas.
0: Well, and I had seen that other hotspots were like Great Lakes region and southeastern United States, so...
1: Yeah, so there was actually, uh, in Michigan, 1,100 sightings. And in and around, like, New York, like Ithaca, New York, Connecticut, there's was like 1,068 sightings.
0: Well, my hometown, Shaver Lake, California, Shade yeah. Uh proclaims itself as a Bigfoot hotspot, too which I can attest to. We have a big fucking Bigfoot mural and everything. There's actually two, I think. Yeah, there there. is. There's two cool murals of, like, the forest and everything, and then there's Bigfoot just chilling in there. And I had an experience that I'll share at the end of my notes, and it happened, you know, in the Shaver Lake area. The debate over the legitimacy of Bigfoot sightings reached its peak in the 1970s, and in an Associated Press... um, 2013 poll more americans believed in bigfoot than they did the big bang theory which blew my mind Mm. (laughs) that's hilarious fast forward to 07 the bigfoot field researchers organization put forward some photos which they claimed was a juvenile bigfoot the pennsylvania game commission countered the claim saying the photos were just of a bear with mange to make things more confusing, an Ohio scientist named Jeffrey Meldrum came out saying the photos were not of a bear as the limb proportions were closer to that of an ape. So this is what's been happening since Bigfoot has been around and researched. All of the researchers and scientists um, you know, are on opposite sides of the fence of belief and not believing, and no one can agree. But to me, that photo doesn't look like a fucking bear. I can show you it. Oh! Let me see if I can bring it up. Because I want you to see it.
1: I saw some research when we're, when I was looking this up. If It's the same photo I think I saw it earlier.
0: It was on the wiki page, and it's just like, it's a super grainy photo. You can tell it's an old photo. But to me, it just, I don't know, it's really, that...
1: Huh? What do you think? I can't really tell.
0: Right? But it doesn't look like a bear.
1: It doesn't look like a bear, no. It's weird. The are way too long.
0: Yeah. I'll post it with our episode so you guys can see it and say what you think. It's weird. Yeah, that's what I thought. One thing believers and non-believers do agree on, however, is that many of the reported sightings are hoax or misidentified animals. So it happens a lot.
1: There's two that have been proven that aren't hoaxes that I'm going to talk about.
0: Ah, sweet. I'm going to talk about hoaxes. One is the most.
1: One of the oldest ones, too.
0: I know that one. I just watched that one as a refresher yesterday. The Patterson. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Wade's going to cover detailed sightings and maybe hoaxes, but I'm going to do a shallow dive on a few of my favorite hoaxes that I found. Oh, God. Yes. The first of which was... Uh, done by longtime Bigfoot enthusiast and CEO of Searching for Bigfoot Inc., Tom Biscardi. So Cardi, Bigfoot, ha-ha. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cardi B, get it? Yeah, I got but it. Cardi, mm-hmm. haha,
1: but all right. You're hilarious.
0: Hmm. He appeared on the radio show Coast to Coast AM Paranormal on July 14th in 2005, and while he was there, he just casually stated that he was. 98% sure that his group would be able to capture a Bigfoot, which they had been tracking in the Happy Camp, California area. Yep. Where's Happy Camp? It's
1: actually like on the Oregon border. Oh, shit. It's uh, I can't remember where it's at. It's above Orleans, California.
0: I love the name. A month later, he went on the same radio show to say that he had access to a captured Bigfoot, that he would unveil at, like, a pay-per-view event on TV. Okay? He appeared on the radio show once more a few days later to announce there was never a captured Bigfoot. He blamed an unnamed woman for misleading him and said the show's audience was gullible.
1: Oh, gosh. Duh. Yes.
0: uh. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Another one we have. In August 2012, a Montana man was killed while... um, doing a Bigfoot Bigfoot hoax, my bad, wearing a ghillie suit. So I read this on Wiki, and I was like, wait, what? Like, I need more information, and did a quick little Google search that brought up the CNN article titled, Bigfoot hoax ends in death, authorities say. So I'm just going to state this verbatim because it's fucking amazing. And (laughs) I went to try and write it, and I looked at Wade last night, and I was like, we have Wi-Fi printer, huh?
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and my face when I just screenshot this and printed it out so I didn't have to write all of it. <sighs> <sighs> Wi-Fi printing. Yes, bitch. Get you a Wi-Fi printer. All right. Here we go. A man trying to create a Bigfoot hoax on a highway died after being hit by two cars, officials in Montana said. Randy Lee Tinley, dressed in a ghillie suit, camouflage designed to resemble heavy foliage, and stepped out onto Highway 93 Sunday night, officials said. He probably not. He probably would not have been very easy to see at all," said Jim Snyder, a state trooper. A fifteen-year-old girl hit him with her car. Oh my goodness! Another car swerved, and a third car, driven by a seventeen-year-old, ran him over. CNN affiliate C K E C I reported. So two young little babies <laughs> just mow this guy over because he's an my idiot. God. Tenley was well into the driving lane, and according to his companions, he was attempting to incite a sighting of Bigfoot to make people think they had seen a sasquatch, Schneider said to the report. But authorities received no calls from drivers thinking they had seen a Bigfoot, the station reported. Mm -hmm. This guy died, and they're just like, you're an idiot, poke, poke. Officials with Montana Highway Patrol District 6, which includes Flathead County, where the incident took place, said Schneider was not available for comment Tuesday and that the official report on the incident had not yet been filed. The county coroner's office did not immediately return a call from CNN. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking ridiculous. So that's that on that.
1: Uh, so, don't so that's go- <laughs> that. Don't, don't go be stupid and play in the fucking traffic, kids.
0: Please. <laughs> um now it's
1: literally what you wrote too and i didn't even read it yeah i know but i didn't i didn't read that when i said it
0: great minds think alike well done what now a few things that i have not mentioned i'll go into now and this will kind of corroborate my own personal bigfoot story that i'll go into as well oh gosh so, Bigfoots are known to have a high-pitched human-esque scream. Like, you can go on Google and Google them. Mm-hmm. People have recorded them. It's nothing that any animal fucking makes. They are also known by something called wood knocking. Enthusiasts believe the Bigfoot pick up pieces of wood or logs and bang them against tree trunks in an effort to communicate. Either, like, get the fuck out of here or, I don't know. Party. Party. <laughs> Bigfoot party. Party. They're just misunderstood.
1: They are.
0: <laughs> Lastly, researchers um, notice an influx in intricate wood-made teepees stacked into place. I will put some pictures of that on our social media as well, so you can see in, like some examples. But they basically, if it's thick forest and there's a bunch of trunks, they'll use that and like stack angled wood so it makes this teepee with like a bunch of wood. All right, now my story. This was probably like seven or eight years ago. I had gone on a quick solo backpacking trip above Courtright Reservoir, which is by Shaver Lake, California, in that like general area. Mm. I was in like a difficult time at this point in my life. I was like tired and I just needed to get away and be by myself. So everything goes smoothly. I make it to a high elevation lake, set up camp, and walk to the water to fish something to eat. Along the trail, though, I did notice, you know, all these logs in multiple places stacked up super intricately, and I just thought, like, people did it. Like, I didn't think Bigfoot. I hadn't, you know, all these shows hadn't come out. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I wasn't looking at it in that way, but I noticed that that was weird. I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's, like, dead silent. You know, it's, like, almost nightfall. And I hear, like, huge steps. And I look in the direction where the sound's coming from, and I can't see shit. Like, I can't see anything. It's basically almost dark. And then I heard a scream, and it was more of, like, a whale. It was human, like, cat-like, kind of. And it was so loud, it, like, rattled me. I got up and tried to grab my little dinky twenty-two that my dad had lent me because I was freaked out and sat back down. And then I hear what sounds to be, like, large limbs striking against solid chunks. And in, like, the middle section of the canopy where I was hearing the sound from, the whole canopy was, like, dancing all over the place because shit was getting hit. And I was freaking out and felt super uneasy and uncomfortable, and all of a sudden it just stopped and got really quiet. I didn't hear anything besides just retreating footsteps back into the woods. And I'm not saying it was a big foot, I'm saying I have, like, no idea what it was. I guess it could be somebody fucking with me. Mm -hmm. But it was just... Even the footsteps were of great force. um, And that really fucking happened. So I don't know what the fuck it was. And it was terrifying. Something, I think, could very possibly be out there. Could be. Believe it or not. Happened, bitch. So,
1: my only story actually happened in Shaver Lake, California. Yes! And we were hiking from, like going to the backside, like the point of Shaver Lake. And we were probably like a mile off the shore of the actual lake. So we are just kind of looping around to the back side of Shaver Lake. And I went pee, pissed, and I looked up the hill from where we were hiking from. And I saw like this black figure literally looking out from behind a tree. And I freaked out and I kind of just like zipped up and I went behind a tree (laughs) and I was like, I I just wanted to see if that thing was going to move. And when I looked back up there, it was in the same position staring down at me still. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I moved over to the left side, like behind the tree that I saw this figure at. And when I moved back, I saw it from the backside looking around that same tree that it was looking down at me from. And it was in the same position. So I was like, this thing isn't moving, and it's, like, kind of hunched over, but it's looking behind this tree, and it must be looking at, like, my buddy Nick and Fink. So I hiked up and fucking went around the corner... And I found out that it was just a cardboard cutout of a Bigfoot Sasquatch in the middle of the forest. And I got back, and I Googled it, and uh, there's this they move whole, it around.
0: whole <laughs> hiking group
1: that just moves the Sasquatch <laughs> cutout around the forest. <laughs> they
0: are committed, to. They do that shit every single year. And, and it's it look, gotten me.
1: It looks good. It looks good. It does it's well. It's detailed. That's the only sighting I've ever had.
0: It's detailed, and it's yeah, hilarious. And it has,
1: like, that. I think it has penny eyes or something like that so when it like it reflects off the sun sometimes and shit so it looks like he actually has eyes
0: amazing i love shaver i love shaver so much fuck yeah! so
1: back to like the most the most sightings ever recorded is washington tops the list with 2032 sightings and counting which makes it the worst well the world's most active region and then uh, California is home to 1,697 sightings, as well as we have numerous sightings over the years in Pennsylvania with 1,340 sightings, Michigan with 1,131 sightings, and rounding or the surrounding areas in New York is 1,068, Ohio has 1,024, and Oregon has 1,009. As well as Texas having reported 806 sightings.
0: That's a weird place for a Sasquatch to be.
1: It was. (laughs) So I'm just going to talk about two sightings that were pretty big, well-known cases. And one of them was shot in Bluff Creek, just 20 miles northwest of Orleans, California, in Del Norte County. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It was shot by filmmakers Roger Patterson and Robert Glimlin or Bob. So Roger actually passed away with cancer in 72 and maintained rights to the end that the creature in the film was real. Patterson's friend uh, Bob, he also denied being involved in any part of a hoax with Patterson and... In the 70s, or from like 1970 until 2005, Gimlin actually never really talked about Bigfoot or like went to any Bigfoot conferences or anything like that. But after his buddy died, he actually started giving interviews and appearing at Bigfoot conferences. So their film was only 59.5 seconds long. And it was one of those like short films that was... Like, yeah, you could take, like, stills from it, because it was on the little, whatever, what the fuck is it called? The f- What's the film called again?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The rolled film. What is it called again? Because it has frames, so each frame is, it's shot at, like, a, like 16 frames per second yeah. or something like that. It's
0: the old school.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: post stills from so, that, too.
1: Yeah, and they'll always talk about, like, it's, like, f- film, uh, still film roll 352 and or something like uh-huh. that. But and that's, that's this whole one. It's the Patterson-Gimlin film of Bigfoot, and it's the first actual sighting or, like, recorded sighting of Bigfoot.
0: If that is a person in a suit, like, the way that creature moves mm-hmm. is very peculiar.
1: And kind of the accounts that they're talking about, because Bob has an interview when he was older, and they're talking about it, and it still matches up with the same story that he was telling way back in the day, when they first were getting interviewed for it. And they actually said it was a female Bigfoot because she had breasts. Patty. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They named her Patty.
1: They named her Patty. So this was actually shot uh, on October 20th, 1967, according to Roger and Bob, even though there's some critics out there that believe it was shot earlier, which I don't understand. But uh, they got... They didn't get (laughs) Bill Munns actually was a special effects man in Hollywood for 30 some odd years. And he looked at the film and actually set out to prove that it was false. And after he studied it for a very long time, which I think was like a few years, he actually said that he was the best in special effects and quoted that he could not have come up with anything close to a man in a suit that looked like that. I agree. Yeah.
0: It's crazy looking.
1: It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Look it up. And if it looks straight. Segment. Yeah, and it looks straight up to the camera like
0: Multiple it, times. Yeah. It peered behind a tree. Yeah. And then before it completely went out of the frame, it stopped, went to a tree, and like peered, it peered around, around it, it to look back. Yeah. And then continued off. And with the scale, you can tell how big of steps this thing is making. Yep. It's a trip.
1: And then the second big sighting. Which was a lot more different than the Patterson sighting was uh, Jerry Crew sighting. So, Jerry Crew is actually a foreman for a logging group.
0: Say what?
1: Yeah, and they're actually working on cutting access roads in the, like near the Oregon border.
0: Oh, I bet that'd be fun.
1: And uh, one morning, Jerry and his crew got up to the you know area that they left off on the night before. And he noticed that there's a bunch of like foot traffic around his tractor. Hmm. And he, you know, kind of noticed the foots were different the because foots. the feet the prints, footsies, the, feetsies. the feetsies were different because <laughs> they were barefoot. And he was like, that's weird.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and looked at them and they were pretty big. They are like 18 inches wide or something like that. Yeah. And barefoot. And he goes, most of the guys on the crew, you know, they like a practical joke, but I don't see any of them coming up at night because this job is the terrain and the, You know, the slope of the hills and shit like that are pretty fucked up. So he took a look at the footprints and saw that it came in one area, went up to the tractor, walked around the tractor, and then left in the following direction, the same direction that it came in. And when Jerry went up and looked at the hillside, he noticed it went straight down the hill. And he was like, damn, that's pretty gnarly, you know, incline. So he went down the hill, and then when he got down to the next road cut where, they, where it crossed the road, he looked down that side of the hill, and he was like, holy shit, and it was like a 45 degree angle straight down.
0: What?
1: Yeah. So this animal, or this Bigfoot, climbed the mountain like it was no problem, like he was just walking. Jesus. And he was looking at the stride of the feet, footprints, and they were very long, and yeah. he actually made castings out of like some mortar and stuff that they had on the job out site. Out of snow? Huh? No, it was in mud.
0: Okay that's cool yeah that's a trip
1: and that's actually where the like the legacy or the legend came from the creature's name came from Big bigfoot Foot.
0: if anybody is going to see a bigfoot it's going to be a logger or like a forester because they're outside, they're outside all the time, in yeah. the middle of nowhere the most
1: yep and those are my notes
0: very cool
1: there's a lot of other hoaxes and, like, weird, funny shit oh, that yeah. came up. And uh, one of them was in Pennsylvania. Evidently, somebody or some kid was driving down the road, and he noticed that there was a bag in the road, so he kind of swerved out of the way. And when he was passing by, it, I guess it was a cereal box and a stump or something like that that was in this bag. And when he passed by, it, he looked in his rearview mirror and saw a creature out in the middle of the road they grabbed the bags so the kid turned around and was coming up and he, i guess he had a sighting of bigfoot so pennsylvania police department actually put up a sign that said bigfoot crossing be yes. careful yes
0: <laughs> i love this and that was
1: one of the ones that stuck out to me that was pretty funny It's
0: amazing there's some bigfoot crossing signs in shaver i'm pretty sure yeah
1: there that. is there's a few
0: it's like a big thing there if you go into the little stores that have like Trinkets that say Shaver Lake, keychains and shit. They'll have Bigfoot, Bigfoot stuff, yeah. like T-shirts and figurines and stuff like that. It's a big thing. It's pretty funny. So, are you open to the idea that something like Bigfoot exists?
1: Yeah, something like that does. Yeah. Bomb the snowman is still Bigfoot. He's just albino. Yeah, exactly.
0: I love that he just hates people and wants to be left alone. Though I highly relate. Okay. All right. We, oh, one blessing, it's going to be Thanksgiving before we post another episode. I'm thankful that I finally get to work in the same division as Wade now.
1: I'm thankful that we get to work. Me too. (laughs) We
0: have had two weeks unpaid off, but we made wonderful memories in Thailand, and I had so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah, it was great. It was well worth it.
0: All right, guys, you will hear from us next week. I hope you have a good day, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
1: Good night. (laughs)